All right, we'll say good morning, good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking Baksham, all of our sponsors for today's year. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Elul, Shandin Avram Kelman, for dedicating all the Shi'urim and Drashos this month in honor of their son Yechiel's engagement and in memory of their parents, Jerome and Bernice Kelman, Alexander and Frederica David, Zichoron Mavracha. We thank Barak, Maya, and Sandy Hoffman, Dara Limas, and Avi Malamid for dedicating the Sherman Drashos this month in memory of Ruvain Ben Emanuel, Ayal and Sarah Steinberg, Dedicating the Sherman Drashos this month in the Schos of Arafur Shalema for Shulamis Bas Susha and the Dafyomi Shen in the Schos of Arafur Shalema for Yehuda Ben Michal. We thank our week of learning sponsors, Matt and Diane Marks, on the birth and bris, Baruch Hashem, of their grandson Yehuda Yeshaya in Lakewood, New Jersey. May he grow in Merit Hashem to become a Ben Torah, to go from strength to strength. Mazel tov. Well, so with that, let us begin. We have a lot to do today. Today's daf is Nun Zayin 57, but we are picking up on Nun Vav Amid Beis. And we left off, we actually got a little bit into the sukkah, but just for the sake of keeping it a little bit easier, let's begin at the two dots. Two, four, six, eight, ten. 12 lines down from the top, but it's all right. Don't worry, we're going we're gonna to move today, Mir Tashem. Remember again, so in yesterday's daf, we spent the bulk of the day focusing on the position of Rabbi Laza ben Azar, I'm sorry, of Rabbi Huda. And Rabbi Huda speaking about the idea about the way to diminish a ksuva. So we'll get to the halacha lamaisa with that as well. Comes along, comes along, comes along Rabbi Meir, and the Mishnah Rabbi Meir says, anytime you try to Diminish ksuva. His lashon was kalapoches lebesula ulamana. Anytime you try to diminish the amount of ksuva, ultimately again it makes it into a beilas znos. Okay, so let's analyze this. To which the Gemara says, so kalapoches afilo betina. So remember again, Rabbi Meir says like this. Now remember, diminishing the amount of ksuva. If you hold that ksuva is daraisa as we will discuss, ultimately, again, it's called Masna Amasha Kasuv Batora. This is called making a Tanai, which runs contrary to Halacha. We have a principle. Anytime you make a Tanai that runs contrary to Halacha, what's, what, what, what is the Halacha? The Tanai is bottle. The Tanai doesn't work, right? Which, which makes sense. You can't make a condition that runs contrary to the Biblical law, or even to Rabbinic law, as we're going to see. So Halacha Lamaisa, so Halacha Lamaisa, here's what's interesting. Even if you diminish the ksuva, right? Even if you diminish it. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, so the tnai doesn't work. But lamaisa, but lamaisa, so the ksuva is still intact. Yet, Rabbi Meir holds that it's ki'ilu, you're having a vi'ilas znos. So what's the pshat? So listen to this. Afilu betina, amak asavar tina bottle. So you know Rabbi Meir holds the tnai will be bottled. The tnai, to try to diminish the ksuva will be bottle. The isla, and therefore she has the full amount of the ksuva. The chayvan the amrla less leich, but since he said to her, you don't have it, lo samchadaita. We'll say now this is incredibly fascinating. Lo samchadaita means she's not fully cognitively committed to this marriage or not fully cognitively comfortable with this marriage. Therefore, bahavile bi'ilas or bi'ilas iznos. Therefore, the bi'as is bi'as nos. We'll say this is a fascinating idea where Amir is introducing the concept of essentially, if a woman is uncomfortable or ambiguous or unsure about some element of the marriage, there's not a complete buy-in to the marital process. 
And if there's not a complete buy-in to the marital process, then what? Then there's something potentially wrong with the marriage. And if there's something potentially wrong with the marriage, then what? Then what? What, what effectively is the biya? What is the biya? It's a bias nos. Fascinating idea. Fascinating idea. So the Gemara says as follows. So I want to say, if you take a look at Rashi, just quickly, Sarbo say, this is the incredible idea. Rabbi Meir is holding, when you try to diminish the amount of aksuva, ultimately, again, it doesn't work. You, you can't diminish it. But Lamaisa, she doesn't necessarily know that you can't diminish it. Therefore, from her perspective, she now has a diminished ksuva. Because she has a diminished ksuva, therefore, again, according to Rabbi Meir, losam chadaita. So losam chadaita means she's not bought in. She's not bought in. And her failure to not her failure to be fully bought into the marriage ultimately undermines some element of the marriage. And therefore the Bia itself could be called the Biasdos. Oh say, I'll give you a contemporary example of this in just a moment. So I'll say, I'll, I'll give it to you right now. So let's listen to this. You know when a couple gets married, they're not permitted, husband is not permitted to use a, a ring that has any stones, engravings, anything like that. Right, the wedding band that you get married in. Afterwards, you could you could buy whatever wedding band you want. I don't mean I don't mean for a man. I mean what a husband gives to his wife. It has to be a plain metallic band. It can be white gold, yellow gold, platinum, plastic, whatever. You, well, not plastic, right? It can be right, whatever you whatever you want it to be. But Lamaisa, no stones, no engravings. What's the reason for that? I want to give my wife a beautiful diamond wedding band under the chuppah, right? So I'll say here's the concern. The concern is that ultimately, again, the wife may think that the wedding ring has one value, when in fact it has a different value. Well, if she's entering into the marriage under the assumption that the wedding band is worth X, but it's really worth Y, there's a problem, there's a problem, potential problem, with her smichas das, with her commitment, her transactional commitment to this marriage. So to avoid that, we use a plain band and that's why, again, under the chuppah, under the chuppah, the Masadra Kiddushin will ask the chassan if the band is worth a pruta. As long as it's worth a pruta, she understands her das is, I'm getting a ring that's worth at least a pruta. It's going to be more than worth, more than worth, more, worth more than a pruta, but at least there's a basic level of smichas das. That's Rabbi Meir's issue. I, Bahashem, you know, Rabbi Meir, Dabra, Kalamas, Lash, Kasabatora, to know a bottle. So we'll say, yet we learned according to Rabbi Meir that anytime you make a Tanai that runs contrary to biblical law, so the Tanai is bottle, Habit Rabbonon, to know Kayim. But one second, I will say, Ksuva, we're assuming that Ksuva, I jumped the gun a little bit, but we're assuming right now that Ksuva is Drabbonon. So Rabbi Meir, it's true, you can't make a Tanai which runs contrary to biblical law, but you can make a Tanai that runs contrary to rabbinic law. And that actually, that tonight should be binding. Okay, so that shuts that down. So, which, which is fascinating. Which is fascinating. Therefore, if you try to diminish the value of the ksuva, you are effectively being masna amasha kasuv batora. You are making a tonight which runs contrary to biblical law. And if you do that, to know bottle. Your tonight will be bottle. Okay, incredible. I'll say. 
I'll, I'll point out how we pass in Halacha Lamaisa, which is going to be a little bit different. Tanya. Remero, Remero says, Kalapokis, Lubisulma, Sangla, Mami, Marhari, Zubilas, Nos. So we'll say, okay, so now we're just recording this. This Bryce is recording what we made. So Remero holds, if we try to diminish the value of a Ksuva for Bisula, for Amana, effectively it's a Biasnos. So we'll say, so remember, now we have a Sarah Remero's statement. If you try to diminish a Ksuva, does it work? Does it work? Does it work? No. Why? According to Remero, Masna Masha Kasuvator. Remero holds Ksuva's Doraiso. And if you try to you try to make it tonight, which runs contrary to biblical law, and we'll say by the way, no different, no different than if I go ahead and I say I'm making a net there not to put on tefillin. Any time you go ahead and you stipulate something that runs contrary to biblical law, your stipulation, your nether, your tonight is bottle. And therefore, again, Amir says the tonight is bottle, but and ksuva is darai. So it's therefore your masna masha kasuvatora. But there's a problem now with your marriage because your wife doesn't feel secure that she has a ksuva and therefore it's a biasnos. That's right, Mayor. Rabbi Yossi Omer Rashai. Rabbi Yossi says, yes, you can. You can diminish a ksuva. You can diminish a ksuva. By the way, not only that, but if you take a quick look at Rashi, Rabbi Yossi Omer Rashai, Fafilu al nami kayim. Wow. Rabbi Yossi says, not only can you diminish a ksuva, but what? You can do it verbally. You don't even need like a shoveh, you, you don't need a receipt, you don't need a document to diminish a ksuva. So I will say he's arguing on two points we're going to see. Number one, Rabbi says you could diminish. Number two, you could do it verbally. Yehuda Omer, Ratsa kosev levesula shtar shlamasayim hu kosev v'sol iskabalti mimchamona. Ula amona amona bi kosev v'sol iskabalti mimchamona chamishim zuz. So both say, so this is Rabbi Cholgis, that's Rabbi Yehuda from our Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda says you can diminish a ksuva, but in order to diminish a ksuva, what do you need? What do you need? A document, a shoveh, a receipt. So Rabbi say. Three-way machlokas. Rabbi Meir can't diminish a ksuva. If you try to do it, it doesn't work and it compromises the integrity of your marriage. Rabbi Yossi, you absolutely can diminish a ksuva. Not only that, you can do it verbally. Rabbi Huda, you can diminish a ksuva, but you need to do it contractually, right? You need to do it, you need to do it in writing. You need to write, remember again, she'll write, wife will write to the husband, essentially a receipt. His kabalti. I received part of my ksuva payment, even though what? Of course, she's received nothing. She's received nothing. But Lamai says she's writing as if I received my good. Does Rabbi Yossi really hold that you could diminish Iksuva even verbally? Urmini, we learned. Urmini asked Akasha, Ain Osin Ksuva, Let's see, interesting. So you can't go ahead, right? Remember again, Iksuva creates a lien against all of a husband's property. Right now, what a husband can do is he could be Miyachi Karka. He can identify like a piece of land and say your ksuba is leveraged against this, thereby removing the ksuba lien from everything else, assuming that land is valuable enough. What you can't do, says the Gemara, is go ahead and pledge metaltalin for ksuba, movable property. Why not? For the benefit of society. So what does that mean? So the Gemara says, so the Gemara, Rashi says, Shema See, I will say, the concern always with metaltalin is what? The concern with metaltalin is they lose, their, they lose their value. Now, of course, real estate also loses, its, can lose its value. Here's the difference with real estate, which is interesting, which is often is cyclical. So remember, again, we see this even contemporarily. So something may lose, it, something may lose its value now, 
But, but again, real estate market always rebound. I don't know. Well, soon. It always rebounds, right? It always rebounds. So the idea of where the Gemara says is we don't want the husband using the talpulin for the ksuva because the mice said they more easily lose their value. Says Rabbi Yossi, Vechi matikuna olam yeshpazu. Rabbi Yossi says, I don't understand. What's the problem here? What's the problem? What tikuna olam is there? Vahalo in ktsuvin upochasin. After all, he says, they're not, they're not, they're not set and they diminish in value. They diminish in value. They both say, we're not exactly sure. The Tanakam Nami ain't Osin Kamar. So ultimately, again, what is Rabbi Yossi adding? Rabbi Yossi seems to be agreeing. The Tanakama says, you can't use metalpolin for ksuva because they lose their value. Rabbi Yossi comes along and says, what kind of tikkun ha'olam is this? After all, metalpolin lose their value. He's saying the same thing. He's saying the same thing. So the Gemara says, I'm sorry. Rather, this is what I'm going to say. What is this so that you can't use metaltolin? Oh, when can't a husband designate? When can't a husband designate metaltolin for ksuba when the husband doesn't take responsibility? In other words, if a husband says, listen, wife, you have a 200, 200 zuz ksuba, here's 200 zuz of movable property. Well, say a good example of movable property would be like, like animals, right? Animals. Here's, here's sheep, right? 200 zoos of sheep or whatever, or 200 zoos of watches or 200 zoos, whatever it is, right? So if the husband says, Here, here's the metalpolin and he's not mekabal achrayas. In other words, he doesn't take responsibility. Should they diminish in value to make up that difference? That's when you can't be miyached metalpolin for a ksuva mipnei tikon ha'olam. Aval kibal achrayas osin I will say if a husband accepts Achrayis, right? He says, here's your metaltolin. And I understand, metaltolin could diminish in value, so I'm accepting upon myself any diminution of value to go to make it up to you, that that should work. That's the Tanakama. If he's Makabal Achrayis, you could use metaltolin. So will say, but Abiyosi still says, I don't understand, even if the husband is Makabal Achrayis, we shouldn't let a man use something volatile for his wife's ksuba. In other words, it's very nice. He's in the Kabbalah. He said, well, remember, Kabbalah is accepting responsibility for something is only as good as what? Right? The person accepting responsibility. So, so the whole point of ksuba is to give a wife a sense of financial security that to a certain degree does not rely on her husband's will. Right? Or goodwill. So the Rabbi Yossi says, the problem over here is, if you allow a husband to go ahead and be miyached metaltolin, just set aside metaltolin for the ksuba, it's very nice that he's makabal achrayis. That's, that's beautiful. That's wonderful. Right? We'll put it in his Rajko biography. But Lamaisa, Lamaisa at, the, at the end of the day, you're still now, she's dependent on him. Masha'enken Rabbi Yossi says, when there is a lien against the estate, there's a lien against real property that doesn't depend on him making her whole. So we'll say that's my whole story. Rabbi Yossi comes along and says, you can't use metalton under any circumstances. Now we'll say the Gemara says, now, now remember, now remember, here's the problem, here's the problem. Rabbi Yossi was just of the opinion that what? What did Rabbi Yossi just say beforehand? Rabbi Yossi says, a husband could diminish his wife's ksuba, right? And what? They could even do it verbally. So now, Rabbi Yossi, you're all concerned about safeguarding the ksuba to the point that even if the husband is mekabal achrayis, you can't use metaltolin. 
And yet, and yet, you hold that a ksuba could just be <coughs> diminished with a verbal agreement. Now, obviously, this, when we're talking about diminishing a ksuba, that of course requires the wife's consent. The point that Rabbi Yossi is making is even with the wife's consent, over here we don't want metalkin being used. Yet you could diminish a ksuba verbally, right? Just like that. Just like that. So what's going on over here? To which the Gemara says, in the case of Mithalkwin, maybe they will diminish in value, and yet Rabbi Yossi doesn't allow the use of them for Ksuba. Here, where the husband is looking to diminish the Ksuba, right? Rabbi Yossi is not concerned at all. Rabbi Yossi is hyper concerned in a case where maybe the Ksuba will be devalued, that you can't do it. And yet, in the case of diminishing the Ksuba, he just, where it's definitely being diminished, he allows you to do it verbally. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. In the case of the, in the case of the of the rights that we quoted before of diminishing a ksuba, she's a party to this transaction. She could say no. She could say no. She could say, I don't want my ksuba diminished, and that's the end of it. But here she's allowing for it. So look, if she if the husband has her consent, right, and this is happening again as a transaction between the two of them, she has every right. She has every right, and therefore again she can do it verbally. In the case of the Matalkan of saying, there's doubt that hovers over this. What's the metalkin worth now? What is it going to be worth at the time of the, of the ksuba? Is the husband's word really reliable? That's why Rabbi Yossi doesn't like that case. Another interesting case was the Achseidrani Barchama, Havanasibusura Was a very interesting case here. The sister, the sister of Rami Barchama, got married to Rav Avia, top of Nun Zayin. Irkas Ksubasa. Oh, say what happened? They lost their ksuba, or she lost her ksuba, because the ksuba, the truth is, is supposed to be held by the woman. No different, right? No, she, in other words, she's the creditor. So every, it's just like any other transaction, right? Ultimately, creditor holds the loan document because that's how he collects the, that's how he collects the debt. The ksuba has to be held by a woman. Its whereabouts have to be known by the wife at all times. Bless you, bless you. So Erka's ksuba said, so the kala, the kala lost her ksuba. Also, coming to Rabbi Yosef, they came before Rabbi Yosef. Amr lehu, hachi Amr Rabbi Yehuda Meshmuel. Zudiv Rabbi Meir, Avacham Omrim, Masha Adam as Ishto Shtayim Veshaloshanim Below Ksuba. So it's a very interesting. So Rabbi Meir is to remember again. Rabbi Meir is the one who says that if you tamper with the Ksuba, then it's a Beilas Znus. So therefore, according to Rabbi Meir, I will say if you lose your Ksuba, what happens? You've got a big problem because Lemaise again. You have to replace it immediately. Because living with women without a ksuba is bi'ilas znus. But the chum say, you could go ahead and wait two, three years. They will say, wait, what's the expression of waiting two, three years, right? When have you ever heard? You could wait two, three years to take care of this, right? So we'll say, so what the chum seems to be saying is, listen, do you need a ksuba? Do you need a ksuba? Yeah. Is it an emergency? Not at all. Just make sure you get it taken care of. So the Gemara says, fascinating. So Amr Abaye, Abaye said, one second. So therefore, they come before Rabbi Yosef, and Rabbi Yosef essentially says, and listen, guys, you got to take care of this, but it doesn't have to be today or tomorrow or next year for that matter. Just make sure sometime to get it done. So I, they said to him, Amr Abaye, Abaye said, I, but Abayi said to Rabbi Yosef, but Rabbi Nachman said, Allah follows Rabbi Meir. We also remember again, Rabbi Meir is of the opinion that Allah Chalamaisa, if you don't have a ksuba, it's bi'ilas nus. I'm sorry. V'am Rabbi Nachman, Rosh Hashanah, Rabbi Meir, big zerosov. Ihachis, Rabbi Yosef heard this and he said, if that's the case, zil kasovla, 
go and write your Iksuva immediately. So I'm going to say, so two important pieces of halacha that I see here. Number one, number one, um, if you lose your Iksuva, which absolutely happens, absolutely happens, if you lose Iksuva, there is a special document called Iksuva de Irkisa. It's a different text. It's a different text. And in that Ksuva, it's written, this couple got married on so-and-so day. They came before us, and they told us they lost their Ksuva. Here's the new Ksuva. But again, I will say, we paskin, we paskin like Rabbi Meir, namely, a man is not permitted to live with his wife without Ksuva. Sahalach al-Maisaf, woman loses her Ksuva. She doesn't know where it is. A couple are not permitted to live together until Ksuva is written. Sahalach al again, there's some type of confusion. I don't know what Ksuva is. I don't know what happened is. Wife always has to know where Ksuva is. If you don't have it, you need a new one immediately. Now the post can bring that up and say, so listen to this. So what happens? What happens? It's 10 o'clock at night, right? We decide, let's reminisce about the wedding. Pull out the wedding album, watch the video, and then let's look at the Ksuva. Right? So now it's 10 o'clock at night, can't find the Ksuva. So what do you do? First of all, don't call the rabbi. It's, not going, right? it's 10 o'clock at night, right? So I'll say, but Lamaisa, but Lamaisa, right? Lamaisa, Ksuva is Dafnun Zaino with Aleph. So I don't have, I don't have the Ksuva. So I'll say, the post can bring down, there's a, there's a simple, quick fix until you get the Ksuva. You write your wife a check. Because the Ksuva essential, or, or ask her for the checkbook back so you could write her a check, right? No, say, so so, 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 so Lamaisa says something fascinating about this, which is, which is, that Ksuva is an IOU. A check is effectively an IOU. It can work the same way as well. So the post can bring down that if a husband takes, takes a check and essentially writes his wife a check, again, the value of Ksuva fluctuates, but let's assume for our purposes today for $25,000. I'm going to say a check for $25,000. Now, there's not $25,000 in the account. That, that's okay. That, that actually doesn't matter. Because just like in Iksuva, at any given moment, there might not be enough money in the estate to set, but it's an IOU. So a husband giving a wife a check for a Ksuva amount could be a good stopgap measure in the event that she can't find the actual Ksuva document. That allows them to continue to live together. And, and again, plugs the hole ultimately until they're able to go ahead and write the replacement Ksuva. Good. Well, so let's go back there. Kios Rav Dimi, Amr Rav Shimon Ben Pazi, Amr Yoshua Ben Levi, Mishum Bar Kafra. Machlokis Betchila. Suppose it's very interesting. The Machlokis between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yossi. Right? That ultimately, again, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, Rabbi Huda says that Allah of that remember, I'm going to say, it's a Torah Machlokis. Rabbi Meir is not part of this Machlokis because Rabbi Meir holds, essentially, you can't diminish Iksuba. You can't diminish Iksuba. You can't touch the value. The Machlokis is Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda. Namely, Rabbi Yossi holds that you could do it even verbally. Rabbi Huda holds that you could do it, but it's got to be done in writing. So now says the Gemara, the Machlokes, between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Huda, Machlokes Petrila, is only in the beginning. Now, we don't know what the beginning means yet. We'll see what this means. Aval Basof, But at the end, at the end, then everyone agrees that she cannot go ahead and forgive part of the Ksuvah. We'll say first wide line, 57A, Nun Zayinu Mudalf. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, Bein bezu, bein bezu machlokes. Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan says, no, it's a machlokes, both betchila and basof. I will say, we don't know yet what betchila and basof means. I'm Rabbi Yavo. Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabbi Yavo said, I heard in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, da'an of Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi lo pal ginan a'adadi. So I will say, so in reality, 
I heard, I heard, that this is not Rabbi Avo. Rabbi Avo was, I heard that Rabbi Yochanan are not really arguing. How so? My betchila to come Rabbi Yoshua and Levi, what's ultimately again the tchila that Rabbi Yoshua and Levi is talking about? Tchilas chuppah. It's talking about the beginning of the chuppah. Umay sof, what's the sof? Sof bia. Sof bia means at the end of the first act of bia. And when I said that they argue in both cases, both the Trila and Basov, I was using different definitions. Trilas Chopal, my definition of Trila is the beginning of the Chopal. Basov Chopal. And at the end they Sof. Excuse me. So thank you. Sof is the end of the Chopal. Tahavi Trilas Bia, which is the beginning of Bia. And I will say, because again, remember, the marital progression ultimately again is Chopal and then Bia. The machlokis is only in the end. So we'll say, remember again, we've now effectively cut Rabbi Meir out of this picture. Because remember again, Rabbi Meir is saying that you can't tamper, you can't diminish a If you try to do so, it doesn't work. The only thing it does do is erode, is erode the level of cognitive commitment to the marriage. This machlokis now is Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda, who hold that you can forgive a the question is, how can, or, or you can diminish, how can you forgive it? How can you diminish Rabbi Yossi verbally, Rabbi Huda only in writing? And that is a machlokes as to when is the window of forgiveness, right? At what point can you diminish the ksuva? So the Gemara says, So, Amr Bishem and Pazi, Amr Bishem and Levi, Mishobar Kafra, machlokes lebasov. The machlokes is only in the end. Everyone agrees in the beginning, she has the ability to forgive some, some part of the ksuba. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, Bein bezu, bein bezu Rabbi Yochanan says, no, both betchila and basot, there is a machlokis. Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan, in the right, I, 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 Lididi, according to me, I understood, I understood the statement of Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, I don't really disagree with each other. What's the sof that Rabbi Yochanan is talking about? Sof chopa. That means the end of the chopa. Umay trila, trilas chopa. And when I said, bein bezu, bein bezu machlokes, that there's machlokes in both, what does that refer to? Trilas bia v'sof bia. Okay. So Rabbi Papa says, Had I not heard that Rabbi Avahu said, I heard explained to me that Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yoshua Levi don't really disagree. Hava Amina, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yoshua Levi, Pligi, Pligi. I would have thought that they are arguing. Rabbi Mirabin, Lo Pligi. My sof to come Rabbin, Rabbin sof chopa, because ultimately what's the sof that Rabbin is referring to at the end of the chopa? Umay trila, what's the beginning? To come Rabdimi, trilas bia, umay kamash bolon. What are they arguing? What, what is it teaching us? Hakamash bolon, the pligi tre amoroi at time of the nafshayu, for the pligi tre amoroi aliba dechad amora. And it's coming to teach us that when two amoraim argue, they're more likely arguing on their own spars. In other words, they're disagreeing. They're disagreeing on their own personal positions, and not disagreeing about what another Amora said. So I will say, I know we did that quickly, but just to kind of sum this up. So what the Gemara is trying to highlight over here is as follows. You'll see why I'm doing it quickly in just a moment. But nice, we, we don't, we, the Halach is going to reject this entire premise. So I will say, so essentially what this whole machlokis was, 
was cutting out Rabbi Meir from the picture. I've got Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Huda about the ability to forgive part of a ksuba. Rabbi Yossi, you could even do it verbally. Rabbi Huda, you could only do it in writing. What's the machlokes? What's the machlokes? The machlokes is, is there a window of forgiveness? Is there a forgiveness window? That's the machlokes. So we'll say, why did I do it quickly? Because how do we pass in Allah We pass in like Rabbi Meir. So we'll say, listen to the Lashon of the Rambam. The Rambam says in Hilchos Ishos Parak Yudbeis Halochaches, Hisna Ima Lifchos Meikr Ksuba, Osha Kasav La Masayim Omea Ikr Ksuba, the Kasvalashin is Kabla Mehem Kach the Kach, the Hilon is Kabla. So we'll say, here the Rambam says, a man makes his husband makes a side agreement with his wife that he's not going to give her the full Ksuba. I know you're entitled to 200 Zos, I'm only going to give you 100. Or, or, she writes a receipt, right? My husband gave me 200 Zos. I'm sorry, right? My husband, right, my husband, my husband gave him 200 and, and I gave him back 100, right? I forgive 100. So either way, either way, in other words, either they're reaching an agreement that she's going to settle on a ksuba for 100 Zos, even though she's entitled to 200, or she writes, or she gets a ksuba for 200, and she writes the receipt back for 100. How does the Rambam Paskin? To no bottle. The Rambam Paskin, there's no such agreement. They both say the Rambam Paskins like Rabbi Meir, Ksuvas Daraiso, Ksuvas Daraiso, and therefore Allah Lamais, if you try to diminish the Ksuva, it is Masna Amasha, or it truth is it doesn't even have to be. Actually, I take it back. Even if you don't hold of Ksuva Daraiso, what we still hold in this case is Tina'o Batal. This tonight, any tonight to diminish the value of the ksuba simply does not work. And if you try to do so, bilasa bilasa. So both say, now remember, bilasa bilasa doesn't mean you're not married. You're married. You're married, right? Because again, remember, marriage is not dependent on ksuba. But Lamaisa, you have a problem. You have a problem that has to be addressed. So if you try to tamper with the value of the ksuba, ultimately any tonight you try to do to that effect or any arrangement you make is going to be bottle. Allah Lamaisa. And you have to write a new ksuba because if you don't, you have a certain level, a commitment issue with your marriage. Good. That's what I'm asking. I'm sorry? So we're going to see. That's a machlokas. We, we have not yet resolved that yet. We're going to get to that. We've seen that the Gemara has kind of like dangled that in front of us a couple of times. But we have not yet seen a resolute ruling on that. We're going to get to that. Says the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. So we'll say we've actually referenced this at the beginning of, at, all the way at the beginning of Ksubas. Now we're going to delve into it a little bit. So we'll say, listen to this. So remember, here, here's the timeline. Erison. Ruvain and Rachel do Erison, right? So Ruvain gives, Ruvain gives Rachel an item of value. So, Mazel Tov, Erison, says, so now let's say after Erison, they did not go ahead and set a date for the wedding, right? Because remember, Erison is only the, the trilas, the, the, the beginning of, of marriage. They can't live together yet. So, now they haven't set a date for the wedding. So, I'll say, so now what happens? Now, Reuven says to Rachel, okay, Rachel, let's get married. From the moment that Reuven says to Rachel, let's get married, what happens? She has 12 months to prepare herself for the wedding. So I will say, so it's interesting. See, this is changing our paradigm a little bit because up until now, we've always been used to this model of, a, the Talmudic model of a year between Erisin and Isuin, but we kind of thought that the clock automatically started with Erisin. 
What the Mishnah is introducing us to is, the, no, the clock starts when the husband says to the wife, let's, let's get married. Right? In other words, you would think that isn't, isn't Erisin kind of a statement of let's get married. So Erisin is a statement of halachically, but Erisin is more than a statement of let's get married. Erisin is we're married. Mishatava means the husband says, I want to actually plan the date of our wedding. Right? I, I want to actually plan the wedding. The moment he says, I want to actually plan the wedding, that starts the clock. That starts the clock. And now a basula has 12 months to get herself ready. Look at Rashi just a moment. No, it's basula. Rashi says, Zman l'knisas l'chopa miyom shetava habal la'achar shekidsha la'asya eskechopa la'achin tachshiteha. So ultimately, again, so Basula, we're going to see that when a woman got married for the first time, there were certain pieces of jewelry, certain accessories that she had to get, that she had to prepare for herself. So Lamaisa, we give her a year. So again, just to be clear, the Krishna is saying the one year clock begins as of when? Begins at the time of Tava. When he tells her, I want to get married. In other words, let's schedule the wedding. So the Gemara says, I'm sorry? This is after Erison. This is after Erison. Erison happens. Erison happens, right? No date for the wedding. Now, after Erison, the husband says, let's, let's plan the wedding. <laughs> let's, let's make the date. The moment, that's, that's, that's what the Mishnah calls Tav'ah, right? Tav'ah linase. So there's Erison, and then Tav'u'ah linase. That's Lashnah the Mishnah, right? Mishetav'ah habal. So Mishetav'ah now he says, I want to get married. Another, sounds strange. They're already at Erison. In other words, I want to plan the wedding. So from the moment he says, I want to plan the wedding, she has 12 months now to get ready for the wedding. Lefarnes says that's more. Well, Kashim Shnosin Leisha, the same way that we give her time, Kach Nosin Leisha, Lefarnes says that's more. We give the man time to go ahead and get ready. He's on those. We'll say, let's say, let's say, right? So here, let's just play it out. Ruben does Erison with Rachel. Fine. Now what happens? Two weeks later, he says, okay, I want to now plan the wedding. She says, great, I'll be ready in a week. He's like, whoa, whoa, I wasn't expecting that one. Right? So I'll say, so again, he needs time. Now, why does he need time? I'll say, so look at Rashi. Now, I'll say, remember, it's going to come as a shocker. Who used to pay for the wedding? Who used to pay for the wedding? The chasen. Right? Right? The chasen used to pay for the wedding. Right? So, so the mice, again, let's say now the kala says, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. He says, well, I, I need time. So I say, so now the Mishnah says the same way we give her up to 12 months. So the Mishnah, we give him up to 12 months as well. All of this is for a first wedding because the assumption is there's much more preparation needed for a first wedding. When Amana only gets 30 days. So again, I just want to be clear on the timeline over here. There's eight, right? So case number one is Besula, first marriage. Ruvain does Erisin. Does Erisin. The clock, the 12 month clock, does not start with Erisin. The 12 month clock starts when? I will say one word Tava. What does Tava mean? What does Tava mean? Ruvain says to Rachel, you know, again, I really want to complete our marriage. In other words, Nisui. I want to have the I want to have the wedding celebration. The moment he says that, 12 month clock begins. She gets 12 months, he gets 12 months, which means. Even if one of the parties doesn't need 12 months to be ready, the other one is entitled to the full 12 months. That's case one. Case two, Ruben is marrying Rachel, but Rachel's been married already. She's a divorcee, she's a widow. So, so now, same case, same case. Ruben does everything with Rachel, Mazel tov. Now, a week later, Ruben says, Rachel, 
I'm ready to plan, like I want to get married. I want to get fully married, let's do the wedding celebration. Now in the case of an almana, she only has 30 days. Only 30 days. And I both say, why does an almana only have 30 days? Look at Rashi, about uh, six lines, of, seven lines of about Rashi. So I will say, because an almana, or a grusha for that matter, have been married already, therefore what? They already have many of the accessories and adornments. They have the jewelry, they have the stuff already. So because of that, they're ready to get married much sooner. Good, so therefore Naamana only gets 30 days. He gives Marvelonis, we've seen all of this before. So I'll say, see now let's say, either case, the a lot of time passes. So I'll say, see now let's say again, first marriage, let's, let's go with first marriage case. Ruiz Mag Rafael, find it, Irison, he tells him, let's get married, find the clock starts, 12 months come, 12 months come. He gives Marvalon Isu, and then he get married, then he get married. So for some reason, now the wedding didn't happen. So I said, we already saw this, we already saw this sugya, right? Let's say again, for some reason, now Ruvain's not ready to get married. Ochlos Mishalo. Now we're both remember again from the beginning of Ksuvis. He now has an obligation to support her. Vochelis Petruma. And if he's a Kohen, and if he's a Kohen, she consumes Truma. So I say, so once the 12 months elapse for, for a Basula, or 30 days for an Almana, and let's say again, Hassan doesn't do his part in marry the Kala, the support clause is triggered, and he is obligated to fully support her, and if he's a Kohen, she eats Truma. Rabbi Tarfan Rabbi says, no stimlaha kol Truma. And I will say, let's go back to this. So now let's say Ruben's a Kohen. So now Rachel, after 12 months for a Basula, after 30 days for an Almana, has the ability to eat Truma. How much truma? So Moshe Rabbi Tarifun says, she can eat all truma all the time. Rabbi Akiva, Omer, mechza chulunu mechza truma. Rabbi Akiva says, no, no, no. She gets, he's obligated to fully support her, but she gets half chulun, half truma. And Rabbi said, the reason Rabbi Akiva says that is because there are going to be days in which she's tame, tameo. And when a person is tameo, they can't eat truma. So Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi, Rabbi Tarifun also knows she's going to be, she's going to be, she's going to be tameo. It's right, Rabbi Tarifun says, she'll just sell the truma and buy chulin. Rabbi Akiva says, why do that to her? Just give her some chulin, give her some, some, some truma, that way she's good to go. Fine. Hayavam eno ma'achil b'truma. So we'll say, this is very interesting. We'll say, let's see the following case. Rachel's married to Ruvain. Ruvain dies without children, right? So now Ruvain has a brother, Shimon, and now Shimon's going to go ahead and do yibom. So now Rabbi says, so now, here's the issue. Rashi says, So we're going to see something very interesting. Apparently, if a woman is waiting for Yibam, when she is a Shomer Es Yavam to a Kohen, that relationship does not allow her to eat Truma. Not entitled. We'll discuss the parameters of that in the Gemara. So we'll say, now, what's, what's this case? So now take a look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, um, did, I, did I skip something? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, thank you. We'll say, let's say again, so in this case over here, we're going to see over here, this case of the Yavam means like this. Let's say, let's say, Lemaisa, well, okay, so here's the case. So also here's the case. Let's say again, she has six months. Remember again, Ruvain does, Ruvain does Erison with Rachel, then goes ahead and what? Then goes ahead and passes away, right? I'm sorry, before he passes away. He says, let's get married. Let's get married. So now what happens? Six months into the 12 months, he passes away. So now she's a Shomeres Yavam. She's a Shomeres Yavam. She's waiting for Yibam. 
for Shimon. For Shimon. So the mice again now will say, a year goes by, six months with Ruvain, and now six months waiting for Yibom. Ultimately, again, even though we said what happens after 12 months if she doesn't get married, what happens after 12 months? Support clause is triggered, and if husband is a Kohen, she gets the Truma. That's not true in this case. It's not true in this case. So even if, let's say again, it was 12 months minus one day with Ruvain, then Ruvain dies. Now she's waiting for Yibam for Shimon. So now a day goes by, now she has a full year which she's been waiting for marriage. She still can't eat truma. Or say maybe she was only one day with her husband, waiting for the husband, and then the rest of the time with the Yavam, Eno Ochelas Petruma. She does not eat truma. Now as Rabbi says, we're going to see, what the Mish is essentially saying is, the only time an Arusa gets to eat truma is when? Is when it's 12 months that her husband has not done Nisuin with her husband. In other words, but any time that there's a disruption, let's say Ruvain dies and now she's waiting for Yibo, even though now a full year has elapsed, that year will not allow her to eat Truma. Again, we'll discuss why all of this is. So, Mishnah Mishona, this is all the initial halacha. However, Beisden Shalachrein, our most subsequent Beisden said, I will say, I'm a base. Subsequent Beisden said, all of this is negated. Ein ha'isha ocheles betruma ad shetikaneis lechopa. I will say now what we're going to see is all of this was an initial ruling. The subsequent ruling of the Beisdin was that halacha lamaisa, a woman only eats truma when, when, once she goes into the chopa. In other words, there's no such thing as truma consumption during eris. And I will say, I want to be clear: this second iteration of the halacha does not change the fact. That if after 12 months of Eresin, right? If after 12 months of, of Tava, of saying, let's get married, husband doesn't, right? Chassan doesn't marry the Kala, Chassan doesn't do Nisuin. It, that doesn't change the fact that what? The support clause is triggered. He still has an obligation to go ahead and support her. What does the, what does the second ruling change? He has an obligation to support her. But what doesn't she get? What doesn't she get? Truma. Truma can only be received once she has entered into the Chobah. So, uh, so, so, so where do we know this from? Where do I know what from? Where do I know this ruling of the Mishnah that after Erisin, when the Chassan comes and says to the Kala, right, again, Ruben comes to Rachel and he says, okay, let, let's plan our wedding celebration. How do we know that now she has a year to prepare? Where do we get that from? So, as in the says, her brother answered us by Rifka Imenu. By Rifka Imenu. said, This is after Yitzchak realized that Rifka was the, I'm sorry, that Eliezer realized that, that Rifka was the wife for Yitzchak. He's ready to go home. They sealed the deal. Lavan agreed. Right? The soul's already dead. They, they sealed the deal. Now, as Yitzchak is getting ready to go, so what happens? Lavan says, Lavan says, Let the girl, let Rivka, stay with us. Yamim o asar. My yamim. What's yamim? Ilema treyome. So maybe yamim means two days. That doesn't make any sense. Because it was then how would the Pasuk read? Let the girl stay with us two days or ten days. I will say the nature of people is mishtai inish. Hachi amrule treyomi. Amrule hulo, amrule asar yomi. I will say in the world of negotiation, do people say, you know what? 
let the girl stay with me two days. Right? Oh, if she doesn't say, oh, no, you're not going to two days, fine. Let me ask you for 10 days. Honestly, that's not the way the world of negotiation works. First, you, right, you ask big, and then you settle. So the Gemara says, Ella, rather, it must be, Ella, my yomim, shana. It was a yomim must be a year. What Lovan was asking for Abosai was, yamim o asar. How do you translate the Pasuk? Yamim means, Lovan was saying, let the girl stay another year to prepare herself, to wear herself for the wedding. O asar. Asar means what, Abosai? Asar means what? Ten months. Ten months. Because ultimately, again, we see the word yamim, meaning a year. Where do we see this? So this is actually quite fascinating. This is by the halacha of, of a home in a walled city. See, the Bible normally the halacha is when you sell a home, the first year you can't redeem it. Subsequently, you can. When you sell a, 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 a home, home in a walled city, the halacha is just the opposite. It's actually fascinating halacha. You have one year to redeem that home. If you fail to redeem that home in the year, then what? You are never able to redeem it. And by the way, never means never. Even during Yovel, that home does not come back to your boss. And just parenthetically, why is that? It's incredible. The He says, walled cities, walled cities were typically border cities. Border cities are the first line of defense for the country. In order for the defense of the city to work well, the residents have to know the city and the residents have to know each other. If you have constant turnover in walled cities, you put the security of the country at risk. It's fascinating. Therefore, the Torah Kedosha said that you have one year to redeem your home. But if you don't redeem your home, that's it. We'll say, but our purpose is, what do you see? What do you see? Yomim means... One year. So now, both say, so now, by the way, I find the word yamim in the context of marriage. Lovan is saying Eliezer, let Rivka stay here. Yamim o Asur to prepare herself from the wedding. So I don't know what yamim is, but I know what Asur is. Asur is 10. So it can't be days, because then Lovan is asking for two days and then 10 days. That doesn't make any sense. It can't be weeks, right? So, so therefore, yamim must mean a year. And again, I have Raya. Yamim by by by. By redemption of a home in a walled city. So from here you see that a girl, that a woman, is given one year to prepare for her wedding. Ve'eba chodesh, maybe it means a month. Ve'eba at chodesh yamim. We see this phrase, chodesh yamim, so maybe yamim means a month. To which the Imar says, Amri, donin. So we'll say in that case, it would mean, by love and it would be, yamim, he's asking for a month. And if you don't give me a month, at least what? Give me 10 days. To which the Imar says, no. Amri, donin yamim stami, yamim stam. Here's the difference, right? The difference is that if we, if we can make the drasha from just a plain yamim, that's obviously better than making the drasha from chodesh yamim. Chodesh yamim has a modifier to yamim. But we, we, the beauty by yamim, by redemption of the home in the walled city, just a plain yamim. Therefore, we'll say rather make that legal. So we'll say that is our makar. So the fact that again, in Parshas Chayisara, Laban is asking for yamim, by redemption of the home in a walled city, we see yamim meaning a year. From here, we see that a woman is given a year from the time that her husband tells her, I want to plan the wedding celebration in order to get ready for the chasin. Incredible. Amr Rabbi Zera. Kana, kitana, ben hiyo ben cholon la'akev. I will say, by the way, this sugi is incredibly important and it sheds light. I will say, remember, whenever we're learning about, we, we know that mid a father has the ability to marry, marry off his minor daughter. 
And the truth is, whenever we learn these sugyas of marrying off minor girls, it's incredibly uncomfortable. Incredibly uncomfortable. First of all, because I will say, contemporarily, it's unequivocally and wholly unacceptable. Unacceptable, illegal, immoral. Now, understand, okay, so we explain it, we kind of explain it away by saying, like, times are different. And that's true. It's true, different in society. This is a fascinating Gemara because you begin to see that even though biblically certain things are permitted, Chazal themselves already had a discomfort. So watch this. Kitana, let's say again, a minor girl who's being married off. Either she or her father can object to the Shidduch. Can object. In other words, I will say, the minor girl herself could say, I don't want to get married. And if she says that, at the end of the day, we listen to her. Now Rashi says, She can say, I do not want to get married. I'm a young girl. I want to wait until I reach adulthood. Now granted, again, you know, you know Talmudic adulthood is 12 and a half, right? So, but again, we, we, could, we could, societally, everything is different. But Lamaisa, the point over here is the Kitana has a voice. The Kitana has a voice. And she either he, she or her father could, could object to the shidduch. So Bishlam Ihi Masima I understand why the girl herself could object to this, because we have no interest in putting anyone into a marriage they don't want to be in. is incredible. Why should the father be able to object? After all, if the girl is good to go, right? The girl is a kitana, right? She's eleven and a half years old, the kitana, right? So she says, she says, I'm I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. She's a right mature, I'm I'm okay with doing this. Why should the father have the right to object to this? This is so profound. So the Gemara says, Savar yada. My daughter does not know what marriage means. She doesn't know what marriage means. Lemachar memrida. Tomorrow she's going to leave her husband. Venafka. Asya venafa iloi. And she's going to be my problem again. <laughs> so in other words, in this case over here, what the father is saying is, Lemaisa. My daughter thinks she wants to get married because she doesn't understand the complexities or the issues of marriage. So she's going to get married today. Tomorrow she's going to leave and the whole thing is going to be my challenge once again. So therefore, I will say, therefore, either the father goes, so it just, again, I'm just, it's so interesting. Like this Gemara would have been so helpful about 40 blot ago. Just, just to help us understand like the mindset of Chazal with these things, because this is very helpful. This is very helpful. It doesn't change the fact that the mechanism exists, but it helps to shed some light about how Chazal feel about it. I'm Rabbi Abba Barlevi. So Rabbi Abba Barlevi said as follows. In incredible. Rabbi Abba Barlevi says, we do not make arrangements. We do not make arrangements for a girl to get married when she is a Kitana. Incredible. Rabbi Abba, take a look at Rashi. In Poskin, the Dafka below Kiddushin, about Kiddushin, the Katnus, low, Achati God of the Tomer Plonero. So, also the idea Rabbi Abba says is we do not make arrangements for a girl to get married when she's a Kitana. Why? Because we want a girl to be able to choose her spouse. Right? We want her, she, this is her marriage, so we don't want to arrange anything while she's a Kitana. About Poskin, Allah Kitana, Lassi Kishigidola. Rabbi say, but what can we do? We can make arrangements. We can make arrangements. Rebel say we can make arrangements for as a kitana to get married as a gidola. In other words, so we we could arrange certain things with her consent, with her consent while she's a kitana to happen when she's a gidola. But the idea Rebel say over Rabbi Abba is saying is no kiddushin when she is a kitana. Poskin means we'll make arrangements. 
So we can make arrangements when she's a Kitana that she'll get married when she's a Kidola. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we want her to be a Kidola when she gets married. And we want her to be able to actively say that she wants to marry this man. So the Gemara says, This is obvious. In other words, why, why would I have thought that I can't make arrangements when she's a Kitana to get her when she's a Kidola? It's incredible. I would have thought that maybe the girl's gonna get sick over this. Maybe this whole thing is gonna cause her anxiety, even though she's not getting married now, but she knows we're making arrangements for her when she's a Kitana, and that she's gonna to have to get married when she's a Gidola. Maybe the anxiety of it is going to make her sick. And therefore, halacha lemaisa, we shouldn't do it at all. Kamash no. Kamash say, so by the way, this is incredible. So what you begin to see over here is that halacha lemaisa, the Kitana herself could object. The father could object. What you begin to see is Chazal understanding the notion of marrying off a girl when she is a Kitana is anxiety-provoking for the girl. And ultimately, again, could make her sick. And therefore, again, there's even a Havamina that maybe we shouldn't even arrange marriage for a Kitana to occur when she's a Gidol. So, we're not worried about that. We're not worried about that because Lamaisa, she knows nothing's going to happen until she consents. She knows that nothing's going to happen until she says, Rotsa'ani, that I want to marry this guy. She, we know, she knows nothing's going to happen until she's a Gidola. But Lamaisa, such a sensitivity, the Havamina is I wouldn't have even made arrangements when she's a Kitana. Kamash Malon, you can make arrangements. No Kiddushin when she's a Kitana. We want to wait ultimately again until she could consent, until she's ready. And she always has the ability to object to any marriage arranged for her. Such a different spin. So the Gemara goes right there. So now we're transitioning back, transitioning back towards the previous sugya of time. So says, here's what we've established. For a besula who's getting married. So ultimately, Erisin, husband says, husband says, let's get married. She has one year from then. Amana, Amana, 30 days. We're not going to introduce, we'll say, a different dynamic. Rafuna says, Bagra Yomechad. See, I'm going to say this interesting. All of these conversations are assuming that the girl, the woman who's getting married, is a Nara. Is a Nara. Fascinatingly. We're going to see now the halacha may be different for a Bulgaria. So we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up with the waiting period for a Bulgaria. So we'll see tomorrow. Shkoyach. All right, have a great day. Wonderful to see everyone.